The following is rated S for spoilers. You gave me an empty gun? The shells were coming, okay? Huh? The shells were coming. You, you ran away too then fast. Then you need to say, hey, wait, that's empty. No, it's assumed. I assumed it's loaded, so I run after the guy. Who throws a loaded gun? I asked for a loaded gun. No one throws a loaded weapon, okay? Are you coming? <sighs> I'm going to bleed out while we have this conversation. Oh Can we just unpack this somewhere else? Hello and welcome to the Popcorn Hangover. My name is Alex. My name is Graham. And today we are discussing The Gray Man, the newest film from the Russo Brothers team and Agbo. Uh, Graham, how's it going? It's going good, man. It's going good. I'm excited for this one. Yes, we yeah, lots of movies this week. Yeah. We had to go see and lots yeah. of fun stuff coming up in the future. Uh, Graham, what are, your, what, what are your thoughts on this movie? Let's just jump right into it. So for this movie... I didn't have a lot going into it. Mm-hmm. I honestly think I shared like I like sent like all the guys like one of the like the teasers for it. Like when this like was first like announced came out, like mm-hmm. we saw little clips and that was it. I had never actually watched a trailer all the way through. Honestly, I had no actual idea what this was about. I was just kind of heard some reviews on it. Was kind of excited for it. Didn't have too much interest at the time, but like I really liked it going through. There were a few things I was like iffy with, mm-hmm. but overall like. It wasn't bad. I think the biggest thing, at like the probably the main reason why I'm like I don't hate it as much as I thought it was, it's because it is like I don't know. It just felt fresh. I don't know. Recently, it's been a weird like ticking movies. Is it's not a Marvel movie. It's not a. It's not like it. It's not coming off of something like this was like a a book, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I mean, besides that, like I don't read. I, shoot, I have not <laughs> read the book. I can tell you that. So like I don't know anything. This is like original content to me. So like. I don't know. It felt fresh. I liked it a lot. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, I will say I did have fun with it. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I would call it a good movie, <laughs> so to speak. That's fair. I don't know. Like, I don't know. It's one of those things where I'd say it was, it was fun. It was a good time. Yeah. Uh, but I wouldn't say it was like fun in a good way. I don't know. It. That's kind of what this whole episode is about is you yeah. know, just like kind of have your own opinions really yeah it's, it's kind of it's kind of the theme and we'll get into that our second segment but like i don't know i thought that it, i thought it was fine mm-hmm. uh it was definitely original uh in some regards uh there's a lot of really cool stuff going on i liked um there was a lot of fpv shots and like i was gonna say actually that's one thing i felt so was overdone yes I wasn't even, yes yeah. absolutely so like yeah. the first couple times i was like whoa this is really cool yeah i was like and then different takes and then every five minutes we had just a random <laughs> every FPV intro shot. and outro to a car to a city to a building i was like bro <laughs> like can we get out of the air yeah and i think i think that is like that right there is just kind of this sums up all of my thoughts with this movie and like every problem or thing i didn't like about mm-hmm. it was there was a lot of really great stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. There was some original stuff, but they just they just took it way too far at times. Yeah. Uh, like it was cool the first time, but now it's overdone. Yes, yeah. um, I mean, like the whole prem, the whole idea going into this movie was like, let's just make an action movie mm-hmm. that's bigger than any other action movie. I mean, Netflix gave them a two hundred million dollar budget. Um, Holy crap! Yeah, so they 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 had some. They had some faith in the Russos. And I mean, after Extraction and Red Notice, like Netflix's action movies are They've been okay. Are doing yeah. are doing pretty good yeah. for themselves. So I'm not surprised by that. But the Russos kind of took that that Marvel level budget and they were supposed to do a Marvel level thing. Yeah. They didn't. Um and what I immediately one of the concerns I had, like when I was seeing press and things, was uh they they kept talking about how this movie's so big, like most action movies have three to five action sequences, and this one has 11 or something, which on paper sounds great. Yeah. But there's a reason that most majority movies. of action movies only have three or five action sequences, yeah. unless it's like a James Bond, which is like three and a half hours long. Right. There, there There's no story here, mm-hmm. really. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. There's There's a plot and things are happening, but like... I don't care about any of the characters. I couldn't tell you a single one of their names other yeah. than Sierra six. Yeah. That's the only one I remember. Yeah. Um, everyone kept talking about some old man that they were scared of. Um, never met the guy. Like they're always like, Oh, we got a old man's going to be mad about this. And I was like, who's I see. I thought they were just referencing the, the Fritz fits or whatever. Like the old, the old guy They used to be, 
head of it it's, all. But he doesn't have a say in anything anymore. Right, he's right. Retired, so that's why I was also right. like, to why me, would it they seemed be like there was. I don't know. Maybe they're trying to set yeah. up a sequel and like a whole. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I know they kept mentioning all the shadow government stuff, and they're like, that's even above what's his name. So, like, I don't know what he's gotten himself into. And I was just like, are we going to elaborate on that? Or is that's it? That's it. Right. So I'm and like, like, I don't know. That's stuff that I would have been interested in. Cause, like, yeah. the premise for this movie is, is really, really cool. I like the yeah. idea of, like, we just have people that we've trained to be ghosts who yep. no one's going to care about and they don't care about life either. So, like, right. we're just going to make them super assassins. And yeah. Like, I don't know. There was a lot of really interesting ideas and things. Uh, it just wasn't very well executed, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. Um, it was directed by Anthony and Joe Russo, written the by boys. Joe Russo, Christopher Marcus, and Stephen McFeely, adapted from the book by Mark Greeny. Um, what do you think about the Russo's post-Marvel run? I mean, Winter Soldier was their very first time directing a feature film. Which was... And it's arguably could be one of the best, the best cinematic or Marvel MCU yeah, movie. I, yeah, I would yeah. argue that objectively it is it is the best yeah. MCU movie yeah. by far. Civil War, Infinity War, Endgame, those are all in people's top mm-hmm. fives, top tens. And those are theirs, you know. It's, yeah. um, and we've gotten The Gray Man and Cherry from these two. So I still the, never saw Cherry. You don't I was to. No, I say that, that that's what I've heard. I when that was gonna when when it was like coming out, I was super excited cuz it's Tom Holland, dude. Who doesn't love that man? Mm-hmm. And I don't know. Yeah, I just heard terrible things about it. Never cared to see it really then. Uh so I don't know. This compared to like the work that I've seen of theirs so far, especially being Marvel level because it was and it was great. I don't know. I feel like this was it honestly makes me question more or less like how much of their work could have been like now that they have, I'm assuming probably more free reign to do things if that mm-hmm. hurt them more than help them. Because like I get like when you're working with Marvel, you're working with Marvel. Like you do what you do what they want, not really right. what you want most of the time I'm assuming. So I don't know that just, this is something. Yeah. It just wasn't ex- I don't know. Cause like, that's the thing I know we were talking previously. You said even the writer is, yeah, it was, yeah, yeah. So yeah, Marcus and McFeely. Yeah, uh, wrote. I th- I don't think they wrote Winter Soldier, but I'm pretty sure they wrote the two Avengers films in Civil War that they worked on. Um, so clearly, these two guys know what's up. And uh, like I've done lots of deep dives into Marcus and McFeely, and like it's one of those things where I I really want to know how much control Feige has over the MCU. Mm-hmm. Obviously, like you know, there's decision. Every decision has to be okayed by him, and like right. Feige is probably really heavy into developing the story and everything. But when it comes to like the script and what's going on, like they still have a lot of rain to do whatever they want. Um, yeah. They, they've talked about how they knew that in Endgame they needed some really big moment. And so they were like, what if Cap picks up Mjolnir? Like that wasn't some thing that Feige or anyone said. Right. Those are those two in the writer's room saying, oh, wouldn't this be a cool thing to happen? And then they pitched it and everyone loved it. And it's, it's one of the, one of the greatest things in cinematic history. Reactions. Yeah. It's, it's right. Yeah. Like, so, these two obviously know how to tell a story and right. they know how to adapt stories. Um, so what happened? Yeah. So I do. I mean, That's <laughs> and yeah, I think, I think it just comes down to this was really ambitious. I think a lot of the Russo's problem is that they're trying really, really hard to distinguish themselves away from the MCU. Um, Cherry, for example, I think the biggest problem with that movie yeah. was, uh, it had two big problems actually, but the first one I'll talk about is the same and like, I don't know, those two problems are the two big problems I have for both of these movies, really. Mm-hmm. So the first one is just in terms of execution, uh, Cherry very much seemed like the Russos really took offense to Martin Scorsese saying that their movies are theme park movies. Yeah. And so like just the whole thing just felt like it was trying to be cinematic. Just, or just proving like, a point. Yeah, like, I mean, I remember at the end there's like, a five minute sequence where it's like one shot through a prison, but the camera's just moving from left to right. And then it's like passing through walls and it's supposed to look cool. And if you want to do that sometimes or for one or two of those transitions, that's fine. But like for a five minute sequence, like I just, I was like disoriented and it was distracting. Like I didn't care. Didn't, it didn't execute. It was a really great idea, Yeah, but it was not the way that they should have gone about executing that entire, the entire scene. And that's a lot okay. of what Sherry was, was like, we want to be dark and cinematic. And so like, there were lots of cool ideas that they just took too far. 
Yeah. Again, with the gray man, just a lot of really great ideas. They took way too far. Yeah. Um, but the second issue uh, is, is casting. Uh, in, 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 in Cherry, you have Tom Holland and I forget her name. Sierra Bravo, both, I think. Yes, both yeah. fantastic actors. Mm-hmm. Um, they both look like they're 12. That's not yeah. their fault. But I, I did not buy for one second that they were drug addicts. And yeah. I, I, I get that that was part of the idea, but it just it didn't sell well. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. Uh, same here. Like You got Ryan Gosling, Chris Evans, Anna Darmus, and Billy Bob Thornton. All fantastic actors. Dude, they were awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, here's, here's my thing. And I will admit, maybe there's just a lot of personal bias here. Uh, anytime I saw Chris Evans on screen, I did not for one second buy that he was a psychopath. <laughs> he, he, I think he did the best he could. Yeah. That just, it just wasn't a great casting choice, especially considering that he was supposed to play Sierra Six. That's what they yeah. approached him for. And he said, no, I want to play the psycho. And they're like, okay, yeah, sure. Um, I mean, I, I appreciate you trying, yeah. uh, but it just, it felt like he was playing the same character he's played over and over again. The entire time right. I just kept thinking of him in the- Knives and, Out. Uh, knives Out a little yeah. bit, but for me it was like Snowpiercer. It, it was a movie I kept coming back to. With, Never saw that one. You should really see yeah. it. It's, it's fantastic. Yeah. But that's, I don't know, that's that's the movie I just kept going back to. And of course, Captain America, whatever. Um, Ryan Gosling- America's ass. That's all I was saying. Yes. Yeah. We didn't get enough of that. <laughs> no, no, honestly not. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan Gosling was great, um, but I couldn't not see him as Sebastian from La La Land. Dude, I know. The entire time. And like, I, I love Ryan Gosling. I watched basically all of his movies. Yeah. And never once have I said, oh, that's Sebastian from La La Land. But in this yeah. action movie, I kept saying it over and over and over again. Because the way. Except for the part where he was like cleaning up. That this man got jacked. Yes, I was he like, was, I was like, that's not him. Yeah, I, I think I it was. Went, like, I, I was. Just, yeah, I know. I was like, goodness, that guy is. Because he doesn't look it. No, and he's never been like he's not a bulky guy. Right. I mean, here's like in this, like I would, I would be all for seeing him like play more roles like this because I feel like he hasn't honestly in the past. I honestly don't think I've seen much with him. In the it. only other action movie I can think of that he was in was Blade Runner twenty forty nine, and even then, that's I think not that more. That's a that different wasn't like this. kind of action. Yeah, I was gonna uh, say. Yeah, I don't know. Just the way he would deliver lines, his his facial expressions, and his reactions to things. The, the clip we played right here, mm-hmm. that is the most, that is literally a sequence from La La Land between Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling. <laughs> but in that clip, it's just with Ryan Gosling and Anna Armas. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Again, I'll admit that might just be personal bias because I, yeah. I watched that movie like once a month. But Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know. That's an all-time favorite. My only thing, I, I really didn't see anything wrong with him. The only thing I did, there were, and I kind of, I want your take on this too, like, this like this the the screenplay the writing like the i felt like every line that was delivered was like either like just cheesy or like didn't really fit well something was just off with all of the dialogue completely right so so yeah that goes back to what we were initially saying like there's there's no time to develop characters like Mm -hmm. all we know about sierra six is what we get in a 30 second monologue at the beginning of the third act right that i didn't I don't know. It, it was, it was even, and even the delivery of that was just as like a joke. Like he was just, yeah. Yeah, you know, whatever it is, what it is. Um, w- there wasn't time to develop characters. I didn't yeah. care if anybody died. Right. Um, I don't, I didn't care about anything. There were zero stakes. Like mm-hmm. the entire time I was like, wow, this is a cool action sequence and it's fun to watch. Yeah. But I don't, I don't care about what's going on. This isn't right. like Cap and Bucky, these two guys who have so much history together are fighting and you're like what's gonna happen Mm -hmm. like they can't bucky's trying to kill cap but cap can't kill bucky Mm -hmm. because bucky's confused i was hoping there was gonna be some sort of like that because i was like maybe like i literally can't like maybe chris evans guy is like one you got six to six but Mm -hmm. one left he's doing his own private thing he's coming back it's the head to head like that's kind of what i was like you're me but i'm better than you kind of a thing i was like that would be really cool that's not how that ended at all i was like this is literally pointless like yeah you're right at the end i was like if he kills six, damn. Well, if he kills him, damn. Especially like, that final fight too. It was literally like it could have been over, and yeah, then they're like, "No, yeah. hold on. We, we gotta, we gotta be a couple chads here. We gotta have a big. Oh my we're, gosh, we're just gonna go fisticuffs for no reason. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then it wasn't even really a fight. Ryan Gosling just wrecked Chris Evans, and then he got stabbed a couple times. <sighs> a lot of times. My gosh, um, I mean, it has like thirty holes in him. That was insane. I was like just watching, like stab, stab, and then he pulls up yeah, the knife, stab. I was it, like, 
goodness. It didn't even, it wasn't even really a fight. Like it was just, it was all in Ryan Gosling's favor right. the entire time. It felt like, yeah. Um, I am going to say out of all the, like there were plenty of action sequences of fight scenes. They were pretty well choreographed. Yes. As far as you can tell everything, like the one I keep thinking of is like with Anna de Armas and the other guy, I don't know who played, who played, um, the lone wolf guy, mm-hmm. that guy. Uh, I can't think of it. Yeah. Name. I don't know. I don't know his name. He, uh, like when they were fighting over that table, like choking each other out, just back and forth. I was just like, dude, that, that was, was fantastic. Like, that was so well done. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Same here. Uh, I loved the idea of Ryan Gosling being tied to a bench and like, dude, he's just like, <laughs> he's just moving around. Like, I don't know what to do. Yeah. Things aren't going right. Like that was a really clever way to like make something that we've seen a million times. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, but even like for me, it was the subtle things I noticed, like uh, in the hospital when, uh, the lone wolf shows up and Anna Darmus and mm-hmm. Ryan Gosling are standing like, Hey, who's going to go first? And like, yeah. Uh, Anna Darmus takes the first, first punch. And then like Ryan Gosling is a mid swing. And then lone wolf throws Anna Darmus in the way. And he like stops and backs yeah. off. Like it felt super real. Like that's yeah. how a fight with multiple people should mm-hmm. go. And it shouldn't be, okay, I'm going to wait my turn. Okay. Now there's an opening. Yeah. Like they should both. Yeah. Be, yeah. Choreography was fantastic. And that's one thing that like, I think it got it got the Russos the job at Marvel, like with the yeah. community paintball episode. Like they know how to direct action. <laughs> I, love that. Um, I forgot they did that one. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. They they know how to direct action and like yeah. I don't I don't I sh- really should have looked up who choreographed the uh, mm-hmm. the film, but uh, yeah, like that was a fantastic yeah. uh, aspect to it, and I think that's what made it enjoyable for me was like just appreciating yeah the how how well the action was directed and everything it's just all stuff in between was garbage yeah um speaking of anadarmus though uh i'm i'm we're getting really tired of her being in action movies and her being like the best part of action movies and being just totally underutilized yeah like in this movie she didn't really have anything to do other than to like run around and like conveniently save Ryan Gosling. I say she like what, like four times in the movie. Like yeah, yeah. Like one of the best action sequences in No Time to Die involves her, and then she just like leaves after ten minutes, and that and that's it. Like <laughs> Anna Darmus has like is an amazing actress and has so much potential, and there's like just not giving to her. Nobody yeah. does anything with her, uh, which is unfortunate. But I did like Very how sad. I did like how like her wardrobe didn't show as much skin as possible or like wasn't as tight as she just possible. seemed like an agent she literally just yeah seemed she like seemed one like of the guys a normal the, person right uh, yeah which i i appreciated because yeah like, come on yeah i say no time to die she's like not wearing much at all yeah no time so to die is the complete opposite yeah of that. it's literally but yeah yeah any other any other thoughts on the gray man i did i i don't know there's a lot wrong with it i don't know yeah, I yeah. I, th- I honestly, everything I kind of said summed up. Like there were, yeah, there were big things I loved. Like I said, the choreographing was like on top for this movie. I think that's all that really carried it. A lot of it, but much else wasn't. I don't know. I don't know if I'd watch it again. That kind of yeah. Like, that's, that's always like my yeah. That, that, that's a solid like things, uh, yeah. yeah solid uh, review. Like. If I could sit down on the couch and I could turn that, especially with this being out on Netflix, I don't have to pay you to go to the theater. I I, I used my sister's Netflix account to watch it. <laughs> Would I do that again? Probably not. That's, I don't know. Yeah. Main way of how it sum that up. Well, especially with something like this too. Like this isn't really something you can just put on the background because there's nothing to really like die. I mean, if the, like you're, if something's on the background, you can still like listen to the dialogue and mm-hmm. like keep up with what's going yeah. on. But this well, like you said, dialogue pretty is, often between. Is, is pretty garbage. Yeah. And like, is it, because there's so much action, like you can't, not like you can't just like look away right because then you're not gonna know what's, you don't know who started what fight next you know yeah you're not yeah. gonna know, you don't know what's going on uh one thing i will say that like another thing that bothered me mm-hmm. was uh the timeline uh they they were they really did yeah. like travel between all over the, the world the entire world yeah uh in the matter of seconds yeah it, it, everyone did um that really bothered me i also hated the fonts they used mm-hmm. uh now I'm just getting nitpicky. Yeah. I said, the biggest one I noticed is when, when they first went, when six gets captured first mm-hmm. and is his name Leroy. That's what I want to call him. Chris Evans is in the plane with his crew. Yeah. And he's like, we're close. Like we're almost there. Cool. Anna and the other dude are in the little interrogation room. She's like, presumably like at the, 
I don't know what the what uh, they, the t- they told place. us where, where she was at. Right, right. It was still, still in Europe. I don't remember where. Well, yeah, but she literally would have had to leave there, be done with that. Yeah, and like get everyone. the plane and get there, and then literally get there at the same time as him, chasing him down the stairs. Like I was like, where did she come from? I would have never. I never expected that to be her. I thought they were going to introduce someone else, or maybe mm-hmm. be like Fitz or Fritz or whatever. But like, nope. Yeah, I expected it to be her just because like it made sense, kind yeah, of, just but. because they don't have time to introduce anybody else. Yeah. One thing I will say about that scene, though, uh, Ryan Gosling like breaking a pipe and floating to the top. That was the yeah. most like video game thing I've, I've ever. Oh, seen. I know. It reminded yeah. me of like Uncharted. That's like. Yep. Every single game, at least four or five times, you just have to like yeah. dump water down and then you float you just up. float to the top and then yeah. <laughs> blow it up, which I was literally watching that and I was like, he's watching from the window. His guys are going down there. I was like, they're going to explode. He's going to go down. He's going to run up. He's going to fight. That's another thing is like, this movie was extremely predictable. Oh, yeah. I feel like everything, which like, I don't know. It Being predictable isn't necessarily a bad thing, but it just, I don't know. For me, it just didn't help my experience. I don't know. No, well, yeah, and I mean, again, to go back to just when you have this much action and you mm-hmm. don't have to do anything else, you have to keep the story simple. Right. You can't have to, you don't, you don't have time to develop twists and turns, yeah. at least not good ones. No. Uh, and, and, you know, I think if you want a good plot twist, like there needs to be some sort of evidence mm-hmm. leading up to it that that's going to happen. Yeah. The ones where it's just, oh, for example, the plot twist in this one where uh, the Asian chick is like, super against everything and at the end she's like no wait i'm gonna also be yeah corrupt. she's like wait no it's my pe- my turn like my turn no yeah like it was yeah. just there was I, I guess the build-up was that she was just getting tired of everyone getting away with it mm-hmm. um that that would be my explanation i guess yeah but it was it just felt out of nowhere um and then i don't know to go like and even just continue like that whole epilogue i really the, the epilogue ruined the ending, quite frankly, because it ended yeah. on a like a, a on like a down note, and it was like that would have been like a statement of our government is corrupt or whatever, right? You, I don't know, however you want to yeah. say that. Um, but then we get the epilogue, and like everyone's all down, and then Ryan Gosling just gets the girl, and they run away. Uh, so Anna Darmus has no reason to like do anything cooperate yeah. whatever she has to cooperate with i know i mean she just wanted really... her like the main thing is yeah she just wanted her career she just wanted to become out clean yeah. but like but you're then, still but, trying to work for that company after you just found out all this well like, well, well then she said you know the only reason she was going to cooperate was if the girl was okay but now if the girl's gone then like right and armor says no reason go nuts and start so now Anna Darmus can just like throw everyone under the bus yeah. and then she would get an instant promotion to like the top right. because everybody else was corrupt yeah also was she she was never she wasn't like sierra right she was just an agent. No. Uh, from what I understood, she took the role of, of Fitz. Like, she, he, he left, and then she took over his spot, and then the other people were over head of all of that, and they're trying to dissipate it. Okay. That's... Because I couldn't tell, because it was like... Because yeah, it, it wasn't like, really explained Well, because when he was in the was. trunk, and he's like, he's like, he's like, I just killed four. He's like, you're... They're trying. Everyone's trying to kill me. He's, he's like, "What's stopping them from coming after you next?" So I was like, "Is she one of the? Is, is, was she one of the older recruits that are like, was she part of that era that they're trying to kill out?" I didn't think so. See, I didn't either. And then now the fact that she's like literally one of the top three back in the building, and I'm like, "What are you doing?" Yeah, I, like, I I think she I was, was really supposed to be Fitz's replacement, role. but she didn't because I she did also say that she was like setting up the missions. Right. So I don't know. Wait, who are we talking about? We're talking about. We're talking about Anna Darmus's character. Okay, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, cool, cool, cool. Same person. Yeah. Yep. No mind. It is. Yeah. Still Anna Darmus the entire yeah. the entire time. No, I know. Yeah. For sure, I thought you were talking about the other chick. Oh, I don't know okay. her name. Yeah, because yeah. she kind of filled in that role too. But yeah, yeah. I have one little complaint though. Let's about the room. One, one little complaint. After it, honestly, no. This is actually it's completely <laughs> pointless. And like it was at the very end. Okay, so Denise, whatever her name is. Okay. Uh, yeah. It's just another Thursday. That was the thing. Cute, simple, just the two of them. They understood it. It was their thing. Mm-hmm. You know when he drops the record off at the very end and just says, play really loud? He should have just literally put down like, it's just another Thursday. She would have understood. He's here. Well, I'm going to yeah, turn but, this up. Like, yeah, but he wanted, the whole point of that was that she didn't have to hear it. Well, no, from, from I what know I, that. I know. So, but I also feel like she could have probably, it probably would have clicked for her. I mean, if you're a little girl and like, you're going to get saved, you're going to be like looking out the windows saying, Oh, like where's, I guess that's true. But, but like, I just, for the, for the movie's sake, like 
Yeah, I would have just like thematically sure. Right, that, that's what I'm saying. Would've it would have just it would have just fit so well. And when it just said "Play Me Loud," I was like, "Why?" I was I was literally so upset with that. It yeah, literally doesn't is, matter at all, though. Yeah, like that's that what I'm saying. Like a, it's completely pointless. A total nitpick. It wouldn't have changed <laughs> anything of what happened or how they did it. But I just feel like, yeah, from the audience side of perspective, we would have seen that and just been like, "Ah, oh, he's here," because like we we all knew he was here, yeah. especially because he dropped that record. It was that record, and you knew it was that song. But I don't know. Yeah, like said, just the little things. <laughs> Those are our thoughts on on the Gray Man. Uh, I don't know. I feel like we say this every time. I like I I know I think Graham liked it more than I did, but I did still enjoy it. I think I did. Yeah, I D- definitely think I liked it despite more despite its problems. Uh, and you know what? This has been a pretty divisive movie uh, among everybody, mm-hmm. and we're going to talk about that and Rotten Tomatoes and like critic scores and audience scores and How all of taken all of all of the stuff like that. So <laughs> we'll be right back. We are back. We're back. Still discussing the gray man, unfortunately. <laughs> not unfortunately, <laughs> no. Uh, we're not even really talking the gray man too much anymore. I mean, this is like the the, the launch point. Right. Because um, one of the things, like, going into it, like, I was really excited for this movie. I mean, mm-hmm. it's got an all-star cast. The Russos are fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was, like, I was really looking forward to it. Yeah. Uh, and then I saw the Rotten Tomatoes score, uh, which is something we didn't mention in the first segment. Oh. Uh, Typically, saw that. typically yeah. that, that's a mistake, but this time it was very intentional. I intentionally wow. didn't mention reception. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes has a 48% critic score and 90% audience score. IMDb has a 6.6 and Letterboxd has a 2.5. Um, Letterboxd is out of 5 though, right? Out of 5. Okay, so, so 50%. That's like okay. 50%. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so okay. scores are kind of all over the place there. Yeah. Um, Man. He, here's the thing that I found interesting, though. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking at these Rotten Tomatoes scores, you know, 48%, 90%. Right. Uh, that's a very drastic difference. Yeah. Uh, but then I was also looking uh, where the crowd had sing. That's another big thing that mm-hmm. uh, we, we are considering doing an episode on. Yeah. Uh, maybe it'll happen. I don't know. But I was looking at the Rotten Tomatoes score for that. And that has a 34% critic score oh, and a 96% no. audience score. Goodness. And then... I was just thinking back again to like other movies this summer, Jurassic World Dominion, that has a 30% critic score and a 70% audience score. So there's a weird trend going on here where there's like really, really low critic scores and really, really high audience scores. So I I got, I got, I was curious. And so I just went, went on Rotten Tomatoes website today and I, I was just scrolling through uh, movies (laughs) this summer. Um, (laughs) Just, uh, you know, to just disclaimer. Yeah. I haven't seen, about half of these movies or shows, and I some of them I haven't even heard of before, um, I so no I can't what. really uh, commentate on on some of them. But uh, j- just a random list. I'm going to say the audience okay. or the critic score, and then the audience score. So we have okay. Mid Century has a 40 73, Persuasion is 31 66, Uncharted 40 90, Fantastic Beasts Secrets of Dumbledore 46 83, Eternals 47 18, and then just for giggles, I include Morbius, which is 47 78. Yes, yes, yes. Sorry, Forty-seven, Eternals. seventy-eight for yeah. Eternals, uh, and just for giggles, I included Morbius at a uh, sixteen seventy-one, um, and then even like for shows, we have Terminal List that's on Amazon Prime with Chris Pratt, thirty-nine percent critic score, ninety-five percent audience score. Yeah. But then on like the flip side, we have a show on Hulu called Arm of Ep that has a hundred percent critic score and fifty-eight percent audience score. Uh, yeah, that's whack. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the Northman has an 89% critic, 64 audience. Aftershock, 127. Us, 90, 93, 60. She Will, 87, 55. And Hellbender, 97, 54. What? Uh, so I know those are a lot of numbers, and th- the specific numbers don't really matter here. The, the big thing I want to draw attention to is, like, the distance between those two numbers. Yeah. Um, which is just so crazy to me like why those are horrible numbers yeah why why do you think there's such a discrepancy between critic scores and audience scores now for here's the thing i don't know the main thing i can actually my takeaway from the first set okay so you get those movies like jurassic world Mm -hmm. uncharted fantastic beasts we'll throw eternals in there most of those are movies we've talked about on the show before. So they are our thoughts. Uh, go check those out. Yes. Yeah. Cause we give a little more detail than what I'm about to say, but what I get there is like, for example, Jurassic world, 
Dominion. Mm-hmm. The critics are going off of most likely it's going to be like that third, the third movie to the world series. It's like how they look at everything. I mean, they, they look into more of that than what the audience just do as it's a dinosaur. Movie. It's well, dinosaurs eating. People. Exactly. Right. That's how they see it there. When you have fantastic beasts again, that I've never seen any of those movies. I have not seen a lot of the Harry Potter movies all the way through. I just haven't gotten around to it. But again, they're looking at, I feel like more or less the franchise of where it's coming from and how it's actually done. And then, of course, you're going to have your Harry Potter fans. You're going to get that 83% audience factor. Yeah. Someone says Expelliarmus, and it's just like... What? Bro, I'm, I'm assuming. <laughs> but the same thing with Eternals. Like, Eternals was not good, really. I didn't enjoy it that much. I, there's still so many questions that I left open in the MCU that I really like to, but still, I just I wasn't too big a fan of it. But again, it's a Marvel movie. You're going to have your fans with the MCU. Mm-hmm. There's your 78%, even if you're going to get a 47%. Now, the movies that are just absolutely just, I've never even heard of, like Aftershock, Hellbender, She Will, I don't even know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean. I just, I don't I don't know where those come from, unless those are just like someone's really wanting yeah. to push something. And, and, and mo- most of these movies, because like some of them are old, like Us and uh, stuff like that. Uh, I, yeah, I never saw Us, actually. Those were, uh, yeah. Those are like what is uh, big on streaming right now. So okay. some of these are straight to streaming movies, Okay, um, especially the ones that did have like 100% and everything. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't know mm. if that has anything to say about it. Uh, I don't know. I think it's, I, I agree. Like there's sometimes an audience member is just like, they're just there for the ride or, right. you know, uh, and people have different movies are art at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and art is subjective and everyone's going to have their own right. opinion and interpretation. And that's fine. Uh, but I, critics are kind of coming at it from a different perspective, a more critical perspective. Yeah. Funny how that works. Um, <laughs> so like, I mean, things, for example, like I'll have conversations with people when they find out, you know, I like movies, I have a podcast to make movies, whatever. They're yeah. always like, Oh, what's your favorite movie? Or like, what's your favorite genre? And for me, that's like a, I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't necessarily care about genre. I just, I want to watch yeah. movies, but then like, I might say, what's your favorite movie? And they'll be like, I don't know, like Billy Madison. And I'm like, why? Why? Yeah. Like that's <laughs> sure. It's a funny movie, but yeah. like, that's, so that's just what comes to mind. Is it like, yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, okay. And I'm like, no, it's my favorite movie of all time. Um, and because for them, like they laughed a lot. It, it, it's an enjoyable experience. And so that's their favorite movie. Whereas yeah. for me, like with my favorite movies, it is entirely based on partially how it makes me feel, but mostly just like, I mean, my top two are Damien Chazelle movies. Uh, yeah. So like, I just, I love Damien Chazelle and I love the way he, he writes. I love his stories. I love the way he directs. I love his, his whole team, his editor, Tom Cross. Like I love all of these very specific aspects of mm-hmm. filmmaking. And my favorites are the ones that I think do those things the best. Yeah. Um, so Which like there's makes sense. Yeah, yeah. There's, different, there's different perspectives. And so, yeah, I think with a lot of these, you know, you have critics who are, you know, nip, going through and like every little aspect they're trying to think, how did this connect to that? Like how do mm-hmm. I'm trying to like find a good way to like make, make my thoughts make sense uh, through a microphone. The, the way that I, I judge on how good a movie is, is how it takes all the aspects of filmmaking and uses it to tell a story in the best way possible. Yeah. Uh, because, I mean, sometimes it's just better to tell a story through a book or through music or whatever. Uh, and the thing that's great about movies is that you can use all of those things mm-hmm. and put them together. And so how do you use camera movement to tell the story? How do you use the score to tell the story? You're acting and directing, whatever. There's all these aspects. And how do you put all those together to tell a story in the best way right. possible? Uh, to go back to The Gray Man, like the reason that I don't think this is a great movie is because sure there's in individually these things are really great but they don't combine well to tell the best story possible they, right. it's not executed well uh, yeah. hardly ever and so that's why i i think on letterboxd i gave it a 2.5 mm-hmm. just because like it's not great but it's right. i mean you have your i wouldn't i'm not gonna say it's bad you like, have your pros and your cons i mean at that point like well, yeah looking at the gray man i'd say a 2.5 is solid that that's your 50% mark. Like, it's not great. Yeah. It's not terrible. Like, well, and for me, just, I don't know if anyone's curious and they want to follow me on Letterboxd. Um, my, my username, I think is Alex Bay. I'm a seven. Uh, but the way, the way that I, I like, wait, wait, are you like a Harry Potter fan or something? 
I, no, I'm just I am. <laughs> I am actually. Uh, what? Um, yeah, the, the way that, like I I rate things is like if it is like if it's like a, an okay movie, I give it three stars just because like that's technically in the middle of five. You yeah, know? it's okay. And then like two point yeah. five is like you tried your best. Yeah, you you, you, you <laughs> give it a solid effort. Yeah, like I don't know. I would still recommend The Gray Man to like people who like action movies. Yeah. Yeah. Someone who would say that Billy Madison's their favorite movie, like. Yeah, try and dabble they, in something might, else. <laughs> <laughs> Just try it. I mean, Adam Sandler's uh, really, really stepped it up a little bit in in recent years. I mean, Billy Madison's like yeah. a solid no, movie. Yeah, don't get me wrong. It's just it's 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 in its own little little bubble of <laughs> of solid. Yeah. Uh, uh, side note, I I got distracted, but like, I I think one of the reasons I did enjoy this Gray Man was mm-hmm. like because you have to go into it expecting a certain thing, right? Like. Right. I'm not going to go into an action movie and expect like I wasn't expecting nothing. I don't know. That's not like, I'm not going to go into like a comedy and expect like tragedy, yeah. tragedy. Yeah. Or, you know, just all that sort of stuff. Like there's certain things that you have to expect. I don't, again, I don't go into a comedy expecting like some crazy plot twist. that's going to make me rethink my entire life. Right. Um, that's just not what those are. It, yeah. Everything. The reason there are genres are like, there's different purposes. And so, I feel like sometimes critics might not always go into it with that perspective. And that's something I see like with reviews, especially with the Marvel movies, like, and you've said it before too, like when you like a movie in a show or whatever, like you just go in with different expectations. And so like, I think sometimes critics go into like a Marvel movie because they never really, I mean, Rotten Tomatoes sure gets a high score, but like they don't typically get awards recognition and things like that. Right. But like, I think it's partially because they go into it expecting a coda or, or or like a power of the dog. Like it's a super big dramatic thing. And it's like, no, these are, these are action movies too. Yeah. Um, they have a little, they dabble in other side things as well, but Expect like Coda, you get Thor four. <laughs> <laughs> That's awkward. So Graham, do you think that like these critic scores like actually matter? I, I think they matter more than they should for okay. some people. Okay. Cuz I I feel like a lot of people actually like like I just I know it used to be a really big thing when it like when I was growing up like my parents would check reviews of what movies, you know, the language in movies, scenes in movies, things like that. Just being parents, whatever. Like they would actually I mean they would look hard into these reviews. I feel like nowadays it's just a lot on these numbers because like that, that's, that's in like the ads that's in your trailers, that's in your commercials, 100%, 80%. Like it's, if you have a high number, like you use that number, that's going to push people to come see your movie. If you, if they know, like, honestly, like if you, if you know, for some people that Rotten Tomatoes gave this movie, if it's certified fresh, like, yeah, I'll go see it. It's worth seeing. Like, I feel like some people really do take, like they take it into account more than I think they should. Um, mm-hmm. I, again, a movie is a movie. I'll sit down, I'll watch it. And will I watch it again? That's up to me. That's kind of where I set my opinion and the thoughts I have with it. I don't care if, I, if a movie bombs, I'm going to be like, dude, I'm going to go see what's up with that. You know, <laughs> I kind of, I kind of want to get my own little opinion of it. And also if it's got great ratings, like great. I just know that I'm not going to walk in just an absolute, just what happened, you know? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I feel like it's always going to depend, like come down to the person itself. But I really do think critics, critic scores, unfortunately do have a pretty solid sway on some people. Now again, some people I'm, and when I say some people, I'm thinking like general audiences, like, yeah, like 45, 55, like 45% of like audience, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe not even that high. Maybe like 40% of people would have a solid factor into that in yeah. today's time. But I mean, when it comes to, I mean, mo- movies and Hollywood is, it is a business that's mm-hmm. there to make money. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, forty percent—that's a—that's a massive amount of money. Yeah. Uh, or if you could slap a hundred percent, you just slap a good rating on it. If it's deserving right. or even not, I mean, it's it's that's going to get them right. in the door. You know? I mean, I mean, this movie made uh, has an estimated two hundred fifty thousand dollar worldwide gross right now. So, uh, yeah. I, I mean, it's a straight to streaming movie. No, so I know. that's that's not yeah. like a. It's not a do- That's not an L. No. But- uh, apparently Netflix is making money. Uh, just saying, I'm just, what, the way you have a note, you see $200 million and then just 250. Like it's just, it's missing quite a bunch of zeros. So I'm just like, it, goodness, it is missing a lot. Yeah. On, but, on, on paper. It, uh, but again, it's Netflix. It's, they have money. It's just like Disney. It's Disney yeah. Plus. I mean, they're getting they money through money. subscriptions right. and they're trying to milk even more out of us. Uh, 
Stupid Netflix. Hey, let me tell you why I hate Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> Our Graham's weekly uh, discussion on why he hates Netflix. Yeah. Um, yeah, I yeah, I agree with that for the most part. I, I also like. I'd also add that like, I feel like certified freshes. I feel like I don't know. Maybe this is just me and how I'm remembering things. I even seem to remember a world where like. 90% and above was like a certified fresh mm-hmm. and now it's like a 60 and above like it is I think it's it's 63 or 64% yeah I, I remember like certified fresh used to actually mean something yeah now, are you talking about like in grocery stores or just on the website because I'm gonna throw your I this actually website. blew my mind the other day I'm in the store a local store here in town and they've got a little sign by all the produce that literally just says like certified fresh at like a 76 rating. And I was like, oh, sick. And I was like, is that 76 different products? I was like, is that, cause there's no percentage. But then it dawned on me and I was like 76% rating. I was like, that kind of sucks for your produce, bro. Like, I don't know. Just looking at that. Like, I feel like that well, should be a little better. 76% like what? Like, like certified fresh. Like that's how fresh their produce quality? is. So yes. That that, that's what like, I'm thinking. Like how fresh it is. Like how is it just old. Like, I don't know. And I'm like, if that's, <laughs> if that's rating your whole, like, that's your whole like fresh produce. Like you walk in the door, you go to the right. That's your or whole like right side of the 76% store. Seventy six percent of it is good, but the other, the other like I don't know. That's why I was like, wait, because I saw it as bad. like a like a movie rating at first, and I was like, wait, is that where this came from? Because it's Rotten Tomatoes. I mean, probably it's a tomato. Well, I wonder, I wonder what which came first the 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 the, the critics I'm or the produce? The produce. I don't. But or did the produce was just there was like hey like. This rotten tomatoes is a big thing. Like, let's. Well, I feel. I feel like. I feel like if you actually look into it, I'm gonna Google this because I'm actually curious. I feel like farmers would always like. Like, you go to a farmers market. I feel like they'd be like, "Ah, we got like, we got like 90 percent fresh fruit, right? Like, that's their big sell. They'll slap a little ninety percent because it could be fresh, it could be right from the ground. It might even not not might not even wipe the dirt off, you know. And then I feel like rotten tomatoes was like, "Yo, let's certify fresh okay. this." I think. I, I, have a, I have a very quick Google search. So Heck yeah, is, we love that. This is like live uh, analysis here. <laughs> so according to lawinsider.com, uh, fresh produce means fruits and vegetables that have not been processed in any manner. Uh, so maybe what that means is like it's the, a certain amount of like pesticides or things right. like that they put on, like on handled it. And maybe, maybe that's what that means. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, what, I don't I don't even know what, what to type, like which came first. Uh, <laughs> rotten tomatoes or I just be like, where did rotten tomatoes get their certified fresh idea? Maybe. I don't know. Maybe we, That's we the should thing, just do like a history of rotten tomatoes. Should we just call it rotten tomatoes real quick? Call rotten tomatoes? I don't know. I feel like that's, I don't know, dude. That sounds you, so dumb. I don't know why I said that, but I don't, I don't like, know. Like, <laughs> okay. Uh, the original inspiration comes from a scene featuring tomatoes in the Canadian film Leolo. So... So I'm assuming, yeah, it was like a standard thing in like markets or, or, or no, like, it, it came from a movie about like people throw like, oh, like this is like, you know, they put you in like a stockade and they throw tomatoes and stuff at you. That's yeah. where it came from. Whack. So I I think we are making a connection that isn't there. It's not there at all. No. <laughs> I think this is. I was just always curious because like I said, I just saw this sign in the store the other day and I was like, yo, what? <laughs> like, I don't know. Just really threw me for a loop, you know? Yeah. Uh. Yeah, I need to stop because I'm going to go on like a, <laughs> a research thing. Uh, anyway, black hole of- <laughs> yes. So uh, if you learn anything from this episode, uh, Rotten Tomatoes, the the review site, and uh, Certified Fresh on Produce are probably two different things. Yep, yes, yeah. Uh, that's yeah, yeah. If you take anything away from this. Episode, I mean, it is like kind of a fun idea that they. I mean, like they. I feel like they. I mean, yeah. yeah. Either way, it's a, it's a solid. Like, I hope whoever came up with that got paid well. That's all I'm saying. Like that, that's what I'm saying. Like it was a solid idea. Like that, that's it was a solid idea. You can slap that certified fresh sticker on whatever movie you want. Yeah, yeah. Back to my the point that started all of this. Yeah, sorry. Uh, yeah. Certified fresh. <laughs> that was like a five minute. <laughs> we just went off somewhere else. Um. Anyway, back to the original point. I feel like Rotten Tomatoes is like just throws out certified fresh like candy. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like everything is certified fresh now. Yeah. Um, Just like how every movie is the number one movie in the world. Uh, it's your opening weekend, bro. Like you're not even, but okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, exactly. Like, and yeah, it, it's. I don't. I almost wonder if there is some sort of like. I don't know. I don't think there's any sketchy stuff going underneath the surface. Like, let's pay some people. I don't know. But like, like you said, like you can put that stuff in your in your marketing, and it's it it definitely has an effect on that, yeah. somebody. Um. I mean. 
one of the ways for me that I, I can always tell if a movie is going to be good mm-hmm. uh, is uh, embargoes and how quickly they let people talk about it. Yep. Um, for some movies, if it's like a couple days out, like Thor, Love and Thunder, for example, they didn't get reviews until maybe a week before the movie came out, as opposed to like the Batman, we were seeing reviews like, like months, a month before yeah. the movie came out. And then they had early screenings and like they wanted everyone to go see this movie before its official release. So that way they could get as much money as possible, which we did, which, which we did. And if you want to hear about that experience, episode, episode numero, numero uno. uno. Yeah. Number one, bro. That wasn't bland. That yeah. was that was that was a uh, not okay. I didn't like that. No, I didn't either. <laughs> but. Um, so yeah, like that. That's one way. Like you can kind of tell uh, yeah. is their release strategy. I guess is a way to do that. That's um, good. I like that. Looking at it that way. Yeah, I mean, and that's not. You can't always do something like that. Everything, everywhere, all at once. For example, that's one of the best movies ever yeah. made, and like that had a whack release strategy <laughs> extremely yeah. um, if you want to hear our thoughts about that go check out that episode this is just like a, an, a, an, an episode <laughs> all about promoting our former episodes um so you kind of touched this a little bit but like does mm-hmm. your experience change based on like the score or like a review because i know for me like going into this i think mm-hmm. one of the reasons i liked it was because i saw it had a terrible rotten tomatoes score and so I went in with extremely low expectations. Yeah. Basically zero expectation, to be honest. I just went in and said, I'm going to watch this. And yeah. whatever this is, I'm, I I will have seen it in two hours. Like, do you think, like, do those things have an effect on your opinion or on your experience? I want to say no, but I think they do overall. Mm-hmm. I think without realizing, because like, it's a big thing. If you see a movie before, before I do, and I'll say... What did you think? You're I like, tell you. <laughs> yeah, why would I tell you? Exactly. Because I, you don't want to, you know, make me think one thing over another, but I, yeah, I think, I think it does. Um, honestly, cause again, like same thing like this, like I went into it, um, watching my wife, she sat down and watched a trailer. She was like, if I'm not interested, I'm not going to sit with you for two hours. I was like, fair. She watched it. She's like, yeah, I'm kind of into this. I didn't watch a trailer going into it. So I was just like, yeah, okay. Like, sure. I could like, mm-hmm. I was just, I was going to watch it regardless, but I think if I would have like watched it, it might've given me a little hype for it, I guess might've given me a more of a, like, let's focus on like one thing or another that I saw in the trailer. I don't know. I might've de- I definitely would have yeah. got it with like a different expectation. Yeah. Um, that's like, I really do like those movies that if they do it well, the trailer like genuinely has nothing to do with the movie. Like that actually, right. like, like Dr. Strange did that fairly well for multiverse of madness, Jurassic world dominion. Actually mm-hmm. that movie was not at all what I saw in the, and the mm-hmm. trailer, but still it's just, I don't know. I like that because like, I'll think I'm going in for one thing and then it's kind of like a whole like surprise twist in itself. And I'm just like, Whoa, like Nope. For example, we just went and saw that movie. That was kind of whack. Mm-hmm. D- didn't have any clue what that movie was going to be about. And that was dope, you know? Mm-hmm. So kind of one of those things where it just, yeah, I, it definitely, I would say for me, unfortunately it definitely has a sway on the way I think I see things before going into a movie. Uh, if I hear those reviews or see those things, but which normally I'm all about it, too. I always try and like see those trailers the minute they drop and things like that. But mm-hmm. sometimes as you get away from me, and I just don't ever end up seeing it. There's just so many, dude. It really is. Yeah, it's a never ending. Yeah, yeah, I mean, a little tease for next week. Like the movie we're talking about next week. When I first saw it, I was not very impressed because yeah. like I had someone tell me this is the greatest movie of all time, and so I was like, I had very high expectations, and then I was like, I still enjoyed it, but I was a little let down. And then like, then I saw it again, and I thought, oh, okay. A little better I, second time. I I, yeah. I I definitely really like this. So yeah. if you want to know what that is, tune in next week. Yeah. Um, hasn't been spoiled at all yet. No, not at all. It hasn't been mentioned this yeah. episode a single time. Not even twice, actually. No, nope, um, not at all. Uh, so, I don't know, this is, you kind of already answered this question. Uh, but w- what is, in your opinion, the best way to, like, rate a movie? Oh. Yeah, just for me personally, is, is if I'm going to sit down and watch it again, if I'll mm-hmm. take the time out of my life to actually watch this again, like I'd say for me, like if I were to give it a number rating, that's a 70 or higher if I were to put it in numbers. Oh, so if you were to watch it again, like a 70. I would like rate it a 70% okay. if not if not higher. Yeah. Interesting. Because I would say it's 70, like, because there are some movies that like I'll sit down and watch like occasionally, like if they're on, but that I would never personally give like that full 100% or like 
10, 10 out of 10 or something like that. But mm-hmm. um, like this, no, I'm not, I'm not going <laughs> to sit down and watch the gray men again. So it was fun. It's it just at, at best a 69%. At best, I'd probably say for me personally, like if I were to read this, I I really don't argue much with that 48%. I, say, <laughs> I wouldn't give it like a 40. That seems too low, but I just, I, I would yeah. give it just, just under shy 50%. Okay. Okay. I think the best, the best like way to, to rank something that I've, I've seen, I, I say seen, I've heard is on a podcast okay. a long time ago. Podcast doesn't rank anymore, but they did better than worse than. So, okay. for, so instead of just giving it a number, they would say the gray man was like, it was better than cherry. But it was worse than any oh, those Marvel, Marvel film yeah. that the Russos did. So then, like that gives That's you kind of a fun way of doing. Yeah, things. It, it's yeah. more fun, and it actually like gives you something tangible to like to kind of compare think to about, or, yeah. as opposed to like what does seven mean? Like seven could mean <laughs> one thing to me. Seven could be really, really great to right. me, and like it could be like oh, like it could have been a could have been an eight yeah. if it was good. Like yeah. I mean, I know some people where their eights is pretty much their 10 because they're never going to give anything a perfect score. Right. You know, it's one of those things. So no, yeah, no, that's, that's fair. That's kind of why I like, I always come back to just like, if I had to watch it again, then it's worth watching. It's worth recommending like this mm-hmm. for some people. Like I, I've got some family, some friends. Yeah. They would, they would enjoy this movie like this. This is where that I would throw a movie in like that. Cause like I said, I would definitely, I know people who would enjoy this movie and I'd recommend it to them. I just, I want to sit down and watch it with them. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Graham, do you have any thoughts on gray man, critic scores, reviews, anything? I don't know. I, what I'll say to the people, just one thing to keep in mind, honestly, unless you have good reason to go buy it or to go based on what you hear or see, just don't really take, I, I just go in with an open mind. Don't take from the, from the uh, like critic score, what you see online, because the biggest thing is like, I know it's easy to say for some people who don't, if you're not trying to pay for a ticket, you're not trying to go to a movie for like, is this movie worth paying for? Sure. Go off that. But if it's Netflix, like, you know, someone with Netflix, you can get a password and username. Like try it. See for yourself. Yeah. Honestly, get your own, get your own opinion mm-hmm. and go from there. Like that's, everyone's got their own opinion. You're entitled to your own opinion. See what you think. Like that's, that's what I would say based on the actual review part of it. Overall gray man, it's yeah, fine. yeah, it's fine. You'll have fun with it. Just don't expect anything from it. I'd say that, yeah. and then you're probably going to get like four other movies following it. Hopefully not. But yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to restart music because you went a lot longer than uh, than I had oh, initially no. uh, and intended for you to. But that's fine. Oh. You, you gave you gave some solid advice. Uh, and we're normally just, I can see you start that. We're just we're, <laughs> we're just we're just going to roll with it because this whole episode has been a. Uh, a bit of a mess, yeah. but it's fine. It's it, this was a fun one. Uh, yeah, I I agree with everything you said, and I I say it like every episode. Like, if you like something, like it. If you don't like it, don't like it. It's fine. Who cares? Exactly. Uh, I sure don't. Uh, I'm just here to tell you what I think because I'm yeah. egotistical and I like to know that people are listening to my thoughts. Uh, <laughs> let us know what your thoughts were on the Gray Man critic receptions, all of that thing, over on our social medias: Instagram, TikTok. Patreon.com slash the popcorn hangover. And I'm going to leave you with one thing really quick. If you think we should go do a episode on the Minions movie, The Rise of Gru, <laughs> tell Alex yes, and we'll get it done. Peace. I'm, I'm not going to make any promises. <laughs> but I, I, if, if you really, really want that, then uh, we'll we'll see what we can do. Dude, everyone's been asking for it. I don't think they have. But if, if you are, let us know. Uh, with that, uh, yeah. We'll see you next week.